even if everyone around you is treating a work situation like an emergency, and even if they don't have the capacity to not treat it like an emergency, you can help everyone walk it back. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Sarah from Oakland. I am stressed. Everything at my job is a crisis. It's like I'm just running around a burning building with one bucket of water. Does it ever stop? Do you work at the fire department? This is what I need to know. That's like a real question. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's the only time which you should be running around any burning buildings, but also not with one bucket of water. Well, my problem, you know, okay, <laughs> there's this scene in Little Rascals where their clubhouse is burning down and uh-huh. they're doing a bucket brigade. There's like, they're four-year-olds. Yes. I'm pretty sure they're like <laughs> but they are four. on top of it. Could you imagine the organizational structure that had to exist for that to happen? Except for the fact that... Each bucket loses water with each person that it's passed to. So by the time by the time the bucket gets to the end, there's like two drops of water, and he's like, uh, "I guess." Why do I feel like Sarah's experiencing PTSD listening to our episode already? She's I like, mean, this probably describes this is actually not rabbit. helping. Sorry, sorry, Sarah. But I think like avoiding this bucket brigade with no water in the bucket at the end situation. Mm-hmm. This is probably what you're dealing with. It's not like this is a a useful, productive, or efficient way of working. No, but it seems to be the way that everyone's working. And honestly, Sarah, this is not weird. Most people in corporate America work this way, or most organizations work this way. We're just like, everything. everything's coming up crisis every morning. Everything's coming up crisis. <laughs> well, and that's why there's this meme about your manager sending you a Slack that says, hey, got a minute? And all of a sudden, your anxiety <laughs> leaps like 80 points. Abject terror. Ter- absolute terror. You're like, what have I done? What have I not done? What have I missed? Yes. And all, all she's saying is there's not enough water in this bucket. And you're like, all right, well, that means the building's still burning. God damn it. It is an emergency. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Or is it? Or or is it? <laughs> that That's the question we came to answer here today. This episode is proudly brought to you by Vanessa's side hustle. Hack- one of many. <laughs> one turns of several. Out. Yeah. Hacking social. We're convinced social media is not as complicated as your social media manager would like you to believe. We deliver a marketing strategy that's tailor-made for your business, customized for your industry, and easy to execute so you can reach your ideal client who's ready to spend money with you. That's exactly right. And I'd like to mention that all of Hacking Social's clients are ambitious, goal-oriented, women who are ready to crush it. Exactly. Part of the reason I started Hacking Social is because I realized there's a whole bunch of women just like us who either starting something or have something going to really successful at it, but they're like too small for the Brads and Chads and the MBAs of the world to fuck with. Mm. And, and that's unfair to me. Everyone needs this information, like how to run solid, successful, organic, social, paid social, whatever, whatever it is. Do you need to be on all the channels? No, you need to be on the channels where your people are. And that's why I started that. What I personally love about hacking social is that Vanessa gives you options. She can do everything for you start to finish or she can give you the pieces you can do yourself or she can find people to do it for you. Like she's got a whole network of people who work for like with her that allow you access to whatever level of support you need for your business. The strategic mind is all Vanessa, but you know, the execution can, can be negotiated, which is really nice. 
so yeah, if you need to talk through some social, I'm a huge proponent of contributing to every conversation I'm in. So everyone and their mother, turns out, gets an hour free discovery call. You can schedule that at hacking.social. Yes, that's our real website. You do not need a .com, a .net, a .org, nothing. Hacking.social. And I'm looking forward to talking to you. My favorite out-of-office email I ever wrote, I was in an operations role, and so I had lots of cross-functional partners who absolutely needed to know what to do next if I wasn't around, right? So my out-of-office looked like a bullet list. Like, if you need this, call this person. If you need this person, this person. If you need this, this person. Whatever the thing was, right? At the very bottom, it said, if it's an emergency, contact my manager. If you don't know what constitutes an emergency, don't bother my manager. (laughs) Love, Vanessa. (laughs) Like, it was just one of those moments where it's like, Yeah. And I I thought about it. And then I was like, and then I hit send because I was like, yes, that's the answer. Because if you haven't been read into what constitutes an emergency, that means nothing you could do in your job would ever create an emergency for me. For you. Exactly. That's it. (laughs) It's it's in the same vibe as this like quote that's been passed around the internet. I I don't know who it's actually attributed to. I've heard it attributed to Christian Bale. Apparently the internet thinks it belongs to like one of the One Direction kids who doesn't matter anymore. Girlfriends. And first of all, the quote says, call me in it. I'm like, she is not from a generation that knows how to call people. So it's going to be a DM from her. Anyway, but the quote still stands and it is. If you have a problem with me, call me. If you don't have my number, then that means you don't know me well (laughs) enough to have a problem with me. I I love that. I really do. We could take an entire episode (laughs) just unpacking that. But it's, it's a similar vibe of the people who know will know what an emergency looks like and how to deal with it. If you've not been read into what an emergency looks like, you don't have the authority to call an audible on this. You're not the one yelling fire, honey. Totally. hundred percent. That's, that's the attitude with which you want you to approach your job from now on, Sarah. Like other people might think the building's burning. You're going to be the one sane person in the room who points out, guys, the building's not on fire. But we do have a problem to solve, and this is how we're going to solve it. Be the cool-headed. I love this analogy. It's really working for me. (laughs) Fire, being cool-headed. Yes. Be the cool-headed one in the room, and that's going to make you look good, Mm -hmm. and it's going to make other people respect and appreciate and admire you, and they're going to give you more money. Yeah. I mean, imagine being the person in the bucket brigade who realizes their bucket is losing water. Stop. Fix the hole. Then you can carry on. That's the person who's getting a raise. Mm Mm-hmm. In corporate America, I think we forget that we're not saving lives. A hundred percent. And if you are saving lives, turns out you're not in corporate America. Turns out. yeah. If your office says emergency on the side of it, that's because you work in an emergency room. In which case, your job is an emergency. It's to solve the emergency. Thank you for all the work you do. Thank you so much. Yeah. But everyone else who's not doing that, sit down. Exactly. <laughs> in my life, I experienced this like when I was working uh, as a subject matter expert in a law firm and we were dealing with firearms law. And I was the person who answered the phones. I had three types of phone calls that would come to me. One was, hi, I have a person in front of me who's trying to buy a gun. And I'm afraid that they're not a person who's going to use this well. What do I do about it? That's an emergency. That's an, that's a lot of emergencies. And we're going to stop them right there, right? In their tracks. The next call was like, some shooting has just happened. And, and we need to like get on top of tracing this firearm to see if we sold it or not. And like help the authorities out. That. An emergency. Also an emergency. The other one is the federal government. The ATF is on our door about to do an inspection. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm there. Also right? an emergency. That, that constitutes me flying to wherever you are, right? Like that may be an emergency. I might 
end. Just like, Ugh, I need to pack. I need a flight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. The next thing I did for a career after that was luxury boating. Let me tell you, even though like her body language just like <laughs> chilled out just then <laughs> luxury boating. It was incredible. It was so amazing to like the only calls that I ever took or made. I was talking to people about their favorite memories of a summer on a lakefront. Oh, the the craziest it ever got was tracking on this like one old guy who was telling me about his like crazy ass sailing in the 70s without a life jacket and like doing drugs and all kinds of shit and you're just like you know you're still alive so that doesn't constitute an emergency <laughs> actually <laughs> he sent me all his slides once and we published this like photo essay but one of the slides had this like pinup like 50s style pinup in the back of it and I could not publish it I was like oh, damn it. it was like the coolest shot yeah like under like below deck like yes. it's amazing but yeah I love it I was like that's hot but I can't publish it it's fine <laughs> but like that like I, I think most people forget in in that corporate America space like they were never in a space where they were dealing with emergencies. Yeah. Like I had to remind, I had to remind our like editors and cute little interns all the time. Like, listen, we're not saving lives. Okay. You need an extra day. Guess what? I, as your editor have built in lots of slush days for you. Well done. Cause I know who you are. I know you're <laughs> 18 and you're like stressed out about like acne and girls and boys still and whatever. Like I got it. It's going to be late. We're not saving lives here. So don't worry about it. Like not an emergency. Here's the problem. Despite the fact, the fact that our jobs are not an emergency, unless they say so in the title, your boss slacking you feels like an emergency. Oh my God. Because everyone else is treating it like an emergency, yeah, right? Exactly. Like it's Everyone's acting like it's an emergency. They're treating it like an emergency and they don't have the capacity to not treat it like an emergency. But here's the good news. <laughs> even if everyone around you is treating a work situation like an emergency, and even if they don't have the capacity to not treat it like an emergency... You can help everyone walk it back. Yeah, exactly. Like whatever they're coming to you with like an emergency, your best response is to one, no, it's not an emergency. I know that's hard. Like when your manager slacks you, hey, you got a minute for you not to just like, like the cortisol rushes, the adrenaline's going. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> breathe, just breathe. And then whatever comes next, treat it like not an emergency. Exactly. Coming from that headspace of work is not an emergency. We can act as if. It's not an emergency, which it's not. It's perfect. It's great. It's great. And all like all you need to do is just ask questions. Like you need to pump the brakes a little bit. How I've experienced this is the manager's like, oh my God, we need to do this. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what are what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Well, we need to get this out the door. I'm like, okay, but what is this? What's the this you're talking? I need an antecedent in that sentence. Like, <laughs> what's the this? Oh, I, I need a report. Okay. What does this report have in it? Well, it's got numbers. Okay. Thank you. What kind of numbers are we talking? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. get to the, what are we doing? Like, what are we actually doing? Like, what's the deliver? Like the, the best way I found to like ground a manager, this sounds like I'm now giving like therapy, but like the best way to ground a manager is give them a tactile thing to think about. Like, mm-hmm. what are we actually delivering at the end of the day? Is it a report? Is it a calendar? Is it a spreadsheet? Is it a Word doc? Is it a PowerPoint? Like my, my favorite question to ask is how do you imagine this deliverable looking? Mm-hmm. And then it forced them to stop freaking out because they probably got a call from the CEO, which yeah, exactly. would induce trauma in my life as well. <laughs> and, and get them down to like, okay, what can we action on? And the reason you want to like pump the brakes, like Vanessa said, is no one works best when they're acting under emergency mentality. No. Processes get skipped. People get skipped. They're not brought in the loop. Checks and balances are not checked or balanced. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, like work has to be redone or it was a waste of time in the first place. Yeah. And you're going to get to the point where you actually have no time to solve it. Like the house is going to be already burned down and you're going to be there with two drops of water in the bucket. 
Little Rascal's doing fantastic. Little Rascal's doing this time, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and at that point, you might actually have an emergency on your hands because you don't have any resources, time, like exactly. bandwidth. People mm-hmm. ultimately yeah. leave over this shit. Yeah, because they've all churned out. They're like, mm, I don't want to do it like the this. Just now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I actually had this conversation with a client just the other day. <laughs> Sarah it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> so I had proposed this strategy probably close to a year ago to this company, and through you know, them acting like the building's on fire. They finally got around to the point where they like had money to spend. So they called me back and they were like, Hey, would you come meet with us again? I was like, sure. So I had a meeting with the VP and the CMO had a great meeting. The CMO said, yes. Like we, he was on board with all these things, wrote a check in the room. Fantastic. Loved it. Ready to go. We left there all together. And then the CMO got taken off by somebody else. And the VP like came out side with me. We got around the corner, down a hall, out of the site, like line of sight of the CMO. And he turns to me and he's like, Vanessa, I, I need your help. And I was like, what's up? It's like, <laughs> I was like, you just agreed on the plan, right? Yeah, like, and the timelines and all, like, I thought we were good. Like what's yeah. happening? He's like, well, I know we've like, we've got this plan in place and we're making content now and it's going to go live next quarter. But like, I have some stuff that needs to go out like in two weeks. And I was like, two weeks? What? I missed that in that meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it became very clear to me that the CMO did not know that this was a crisis on his hands, right? Like, he he had this, like, two-week period to, like, get his shit all the way together. Oh, gosh. Yeah, poor guy. I was like, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, what do you need? And he was like, well, I need a campaign. I'm like, okay. About what? And he's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, okay. And, like, this is still, like, a hushed hallway conversation. I was like, how about this? How about you and I have a meeting tomorrow? You get a couple of your people on the phone, and, like, we'll just have this, like, low-grade meeting. And, like, we can get together whatever you need to get together in, like, two weeks. It's not, like, not a crisis. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. So I, I, I like, did not give in to the crisis moment right, right there. Totally. Let's punt this to tomorrow. Yeah. Build right? in some time. Get like a couple build more a people together, right? And then, like, <laughs> and then even on the meeting. He gets on the meeting and, and even the people he's brought with him are like, we, we need something to go live in two weeks. I'm like, uh-huh. I, yes. Got it. Yeah. Got it. That's why we're here. What is going live? And they're like, well, some things. And I was like, okay, what kind of things? And like, I just kept pushing on that question because I needed them to get to a tactile, like a tactile thing. Like, what are they imagining? Like what's in their brain? But like, they were in such a crisis that they couldn't squeeze it out even so I started suggesting things I was like are you looking at an ad campaign are you looking at organic social are you looking at posters are you looking at event coverage like what what's the thing you're trying to do and like well we have this like red tag sale and we have this other thing and we have this thing I'm like so you you want a campaign and they're like well no okay do you want a gift do you want a video do you want an image like I, it, I kept going until finally at the end of it it finally clicked after probably like 20 minutes, oh my gosh. it was so I'm amazed and get irritated at me, but that's, that speaks to the scarcity they're operating in. Right. Finally, the manager says, actually, I think what we need is an organic social calendar. And I'm like, God bless everyone. <laughs> yes, I can do that for you. Right. Took 24 hours, turned around an entire social calendar for them. Content, copy, the whole thing. As soon as you know exactly what needs to be delivered and why you're delivering it, then it's really easy to act on it and act quickly. Right. Like, and calmly. Yes. Chill. Everybody was able to chill out. And like, they still have what, nine days before it needed to go live. And it's it's already scheduled and ready to go. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's not like you're reinventing the wheel either. No. You're just going to do the same type of thing that your company already does, that your role already does, that your team and your department already do. Mm -hmm. You just need to know what that thing is. Yes. And if everyone else is running around with their head cut off, they don't know how to describe that thing. 
this is this is exactly like the emperor with no clothes. Like if you're the one guy in the room, you're like, okay, the thing that's needed in this situation is clothing on clothing the emperor. On the emperor. <laughs> Done. You're you're gonna be incredible at your job. Yeah, because you're the one who is in a crisis. The leader exemplifies clear communication. All of these are fun resume bullet points for executive <laughs> management, everybody. But like that's that's it. Like you're you're gonna end up <laughs> you're gonna end up with this like if you can envision one more thing with me, we're going to have one more pop culture reference in this Great. episode. It's like the moment in the matrix, the only one that matters where Neo is like down a hallway and the enemies are on one side and he's on the other and they're shooting at him. And it just has this wall of bullets coming at him. It, he's, you're very aware he's going to die. But then he realizes that he's the one that he's living in the matrix and he has the ability to control it. And so he just stops and he cocks his head and looks at the bullets and they all just stop and create this like, almost a solid wall just suspended in the air and he reaches for it and picks one bullet out and looks at it and then all the other bullets just drop to the floor and he then he runs at the enemies and he destroys them and it's very like this very cool moment sorry spoilers anyway but like <laughs> spoiler alert after Four, I'm spoiler, it's yeah, like yeah. 25 years old <laughs> yeah, also exactly. but like that's that's the attitude Sarah in which we want you to approach your job there are always gonna be bullets flying at you the house is always gonna be burning but if you're the one with the cool head who can realize this is not a crisis. I'm just going to point out the thing that we can action on and get it done. That's going to solve this problem. Then you'll be, you'll be the one. Yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> you'll be the one. <laughs> and that one in corporate America is an amazing place where you get promotion and get more money. <laughs> and like Visibility, do all the respect, things. money. Yeah, it, it's an incredible place to be where, where you're engendering trust and a reputation mm-hmm. amongst executive management. Cause usually crises are started by executive management. Let's start there. A little arsonists. It's fine. <laughs> um, but you're going to be the one that's that's consistently a go-to for like, oh, she knows how to like calmly lead us through this. She knows how to get stuff done. She's She knows how to like carry projects across the finish line with no drama. They just happen. That's, that's what we want for you. So to answer your question, Sarah, it does end. And it ends when you realize that it's not actually an emergency. question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. I mean, imagine being the person in the bucket brigade who realizes their bucket is losing water. Stop. Fix the hole. Then you can carry on. That's the person who's getting a raise. Mm -hmm. Even if you're four years old. Hunt. (laughs) (laughs) They're so cute. (laughs) Like those little kids. Some of them are wearing like fire pants that are way too big for them. It's cute. It's adorable. It's cute. That's how I feel about some people I work with. It's fine. (laughs) Vanessa's new line of late is, that's cute, but... (laughs) And it goes, it goes, that's cute. Very condescendingly. But here's what you ought to be doing. 